shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News in Shoes This is the Good News Station WCNO Palm City Dr. Chauncey Crandall will be speaking at the Royal Ponciana Chapel this coming Tuesday, March 19th at 6.30 p.m. on Health, Healing, and Hope as he presents the lecture, Before Heaven, Hope for the Hurried, Harried, and Hungering Human Heart. Admission is free. Healthy desserts will be served before the lecture at 6.30 p.m. and the lecture begins at 7 p.m. And Dr. Crandall will be praying for the sick after the lecture. That's Dr. Chauncey Crandall speaking on health, healing, and hope at the Royal Ponciana Chapel, 60 Coconut Row, Palm Beach, Florida, on Tuesday, March 19th at 6.30 p.m. For more information, 561-655-4212. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Adam blew it, and Jesus came and gave us a second chance. He went to the cross, shed his blood, so that we could have a do-over, so that mankind could have another chance. Isn't that awesome? Because if Jesus hadn't have done it, how many of you are going to die and you'll sin? And it ain't going to be pretty, amen? Jesus literally said, even if I die, I can live again. Death don't have no hold on me, amen? Now, you know, when something is dead in your life, and in, in, in our minds, we think it's impossible to ever do it over again. We think, well, man, if it's dead in my life, how am I going to get back to that, amen? But can I just declare to you this morning that you can have a do-over. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what kind of hell you've been through. This is the day of second chances for some of you in this house. And I realize this message may not be for everybody here today, but it is for somebody. And if it ain't for you today, just take good notes because it will be for you within six months, I promise you. Amen? Come on, somebody. The Praise the Lord this morning. So what are some of the areas that we want to do-over in? One of the areas I think for me, is when I sin really big. You know, the, the, when I sin on purpose. Amen? I'm going to try that again. When I sin really big. Amen. Has anybody got a witness on that? Amen? When we mess up big time, we want to do, do over, don't we? Yeah. Pastor, what do you mean sin really big? Well, it's when you know you shouldn't be something, doing something and you do it anyway. That's a big sin. When you know you shouldn't do it and you go, oh, shucks, I'm going to do it anyway. That's a big one. Okay? <laughs> we know deep down in our heart we shouldn't have done what we were doing, but we went ahead and did it anyway. We know it grieves the Holy Spirit. We know God ain't really thrilled about it. We know the Holy Ghost is sitting back going, what you doing? And we're going, yeah, we know all this, but we're going to do it anyway. That's a really big sin, amen? So we sin really big, and that's one of the times in our lives that we really, I think, need a do-over. We need to be able to say, okay, I'm going to do-over. The second time that we want to do-over is when we haven't necessarily sinned, but it's when we failed at something. When we had this expectation on our life to really do something or become something, and we didn't quite achieve it, and we feel like an underachiever. Amen? 
Sometimes we experience failure in life because it's just something we gave, our, we, we, we gave it our best shot and, and it didn't work out the way we thought it would and now all of a sudden we feel like a failure and we want to do over. We want to try it again. Amen? How many know that the journey to success comes through the wilderness of failure? Successful people learn from what they've been through. They learn from the hell that they went through. Amen? And, and they don't understand that failure is what brings success in your life. That's what it is. It's true. Failure brings success in your life. That's the good news this morning. Because you might just feel like, like a massive failure at life. You might just feel like a massive failure in your finances. You might just feel like a massive failure in your home. But the truth is, you have learned from what failure looks like. Failure is a good teacher. Amen? You've learned what failure feels like. You learn what it looks like. You learn what it smells like. You learn what it sounds like. And because now you know and understand failure, now you know the path to success. It ain't the one you were on. Come on, amen. Pastor, what are you talking about? All I've ever done is fail. The only thing I know how to do is fail. Well, let me ask you the question. The first time you ever tried to walk, you didn't just stand up and take off running, did you? You had to fall down a few times to learn how to walk. And you had to run. When you started running, you had to fall down a few times to learn how to run, amen. The first time you rode a bike, you had to crash it a few times, didn't you? Come on, listen, ladies and gentlemen. You learned to walk by falling down. Dad said, that's right, because he's laughing because I crashed my bike a lot when I was little. I not see you over there. He pushed me off on the bike and steered me right to the mailbox. I'll teach him right real quick. Bam! You learn to walk by falling down, amen? That means if you don't ever fail at anything, you probably won't ever be successful at anything either. Come on. The most successful people are the people that try and try and try again and try again and try again. And they keep on trying. Amen. How many of you understand that the nature of mankind is fallen? It's a fallen nature. Amen. That's why Jesus had to come. He had to come lift us up out of the fallen state that we were in. Jesus never failed. And he came and shed his blood because now you can be under the blood. And when God looks at you, you don't look like a failure. How about that? Amen. That's why we need to understand a couple of things. We need to understand that failure is not fatal. See, in our psyche, we like to equate failure with a fatal, with, with fatality in our life. Well, I failed. I ain't never going to amount to nothing. That's it. Well, it's me, Kesarasara. No, 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 no. Failure is not fatal. Someone say it's not fatal. And failure is not final. Failure does not have the last word of your life. God does. He is the author and the finisher of life. Amen? God is the master of the do-over. He's the one that says you can begin again. You can start again. Amen? How you know God can redo the situations of our lives? One of the other times we need a do-over is when we experience great failures. When it seems overwhelming and more than we can comprehend. The third one is just when we just feel like we're underachievers. And, and how many know nobody has to tell you when you didn't put your all into it? Your work will testify to that. Isn't that right? You don't really need somebody to tell you, well, you didn't give your best. Because you know you didn't give your best. People can look at your life and know you didn't give your best. Well, you don't understand my situation. No, you just didn't do it. You didn't give it 100%. You gave it 40 and copped out. Come on, somebody. There's a story that goes like this. It says there was this 
this guy that had his construction business, he was a home builder. And he had this older gentleman working for him who was a carpenter. And the carpenter had built houses for this construction company and did a great job, did wonderful work. And the carpenter was in charge of all the men that worked for him. And as time had passed, he was getting older and getting ready to retire. And he started slowing down on how many houses he was putting out. And instead of having a house done every six Every four months, it was taking him six months to get the house done. And finally, he comes to the owner of the company, and he says, you know, I'm going to retire. Uh, this is going to be my last week. I'm going to finish this house right here. It's going to be my last week. And the owner says to him, well, I got one more house. If you'll just build me one more house, then you can retire. Will you do that? And he goes, well, I really don't want to. He said, but if, he said, I really need you to do it. You're the only guy I got that can really do it right. And this house is very important. It's for somebody very important. I got to have it done right. So the old guy said, okay, I'll do it. And he gets out there, and he starts building this house, and he starts off, but he's, don't, he's not feeling it. He's thinking, man, I should be retired. I should be down in Florida. Me and my wife, I got my wife waiting for another six months to get this other house done. And he starts backing off, and, it's, and, and, and instead of hiring the best guys to come build the house, he starts hiring guys that don't follow through. His work is a little bit shoddy. Instead of putting them 2 by 4 16-inch on center, he's putting them 24 and 32. He starts cutting corners. He doesn't put insulation in all the walls. And he really doesn't do a very good job on this house. He's just trying to get it done. Right? And he gets the house done, and he goes back to the owner of the company. He goes, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. And the owner of the company comes up to him. He said, you know, you've done a great job working for me all these years. I just want to say thank you. And I know you put in a lot of hours and a lot of overtime. And he said, I want you to take this. And he takes the keys to the house that the builder just gave him. And he said, that house you built was your house. It's my gift to you. I mean, that carpenter would have liked to have a do-over that day. <laughs> hmm? Because, listen, guys, we always want to have opportunity to do it again. It's in us. We always want to have another chance. That's inside of us, we, especially when we've sinned really big. We, we want to have a chance to do it again. When we failed, we want to have a chance to do it again. And it looks like everything's just falling apart, and we've, we've let things slip through our fingers, and we want to try to do it again. And we'd really like to have a chance to do it again when we discover that we probably could have done a better job than we had done in the first place. Because that's called regret, isn't it? Amen. When we, when we realized that if we had to put in just a little bit better effort, we, had a more, we would have got more than what we would have had. Come on, that's the risk and reward part of the Christian life that we talk about. Amen? There's been many opportunities in my life. Many, many opportunities that I've missed. I mean, opportunities just come by for a season. They don't come by again. Once the opportunity goes by, it never, that, that same opportunity never comes by again. You might get another opportunity that's similar to it or another chance at it. That's why some of us are in different churches than we started out because we had opportunity in the church where God planted us, but it didn't work out, and, and, and God's giving you a do-over here. Hmm? Because we serve the God of the do-over. My God, come on, somebody, help me. Amen. Is this helping anybody today? Praise the Lord. Is there anybody here who wants a do-over? Today's the day of the do-over. Because my God is the God of second chances. Some of you here this morning, you don't know where things went wrong. You just need another chance. You don't know why they went bad, but they went bad. And you're saying, God, I could use another shot at this opportunity. I don't want to miss my opportunity. Amen? 
So how many know that God's not just the God of the second chance? He's the God of the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance, the sixth chance. He's the God of mercy. Why? Because His mercies are new every morning. Come on, somebody. Amen. He's the God that causes you to get up in the morning and the God that causes you to put your feet on the floor and say, I can do it again. I don't have to live where I lived yesterday. There's somewhere else God wants to take me. I can do it again. Amen. It's a new day. Somebody say, it's a new day in my life. So if that's what you want and you want to have a do-over, then this is what you've got to do to get your do-over. Number one, you can write these down. Because like I said, you might not need them today, but you will sooner or later. Number one, you must be willing to ask God for another chance. Say that with me. I must be willing to ask God for another chance. Everybody say ask. Matthew 7, verse 7, 8 says this, Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. For he that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, the door will be opened to him. you got to ask. Amen? Now, how many of you know when you ask God for another chance and you blow it, and you ask God for another chance and you blow it again, it feels weird to keep going back and asking God for another chance, doesn't it? Like, man, I'm back in the same place again. As if God's really disappointed with you. Can I just tell you that disappointment is not from God, it's really self inflicted? Can I just share something with you about your daddy in heaven? He is never, ever, never, ever disappointed with you. Never. It's not in his vocabulary. He doesn't deal in disappointment. Come on, amen? You know why I know that? Because he don't see you the way you are. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. And you know what he says about Jesus? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy,